The presenting sponsor for On Education is Classcraft. We're excited to announce Classcraft's new story mode, which makes it easy for educators to harness the power of stories. Episodes 1 and 2 of Season 1 are ready for you and your students to play today, and it's completely free. To learn more about Classcraft and the new story mode, simply visit classcraft.com slash oneducation. You like, said shit. I That's d- right. Did I already say shit? You said yeah. multiple times. Well, you said stop shitting on yourself. I said should. Shooting on yourself. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I just said shit then. <laughs> All right, everybody, we are joined by Jennifer Clifton. Jennifer is the founder of Present Wellbeing. Wellbeing. Yep. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. I'm noticing my voice is a little crackly after having te- like teaching all day, so mm. my apologies oh. for that. But. No, it's okay. No. We, okay. Got to stay, gotta stay <laughs> hydrated, yes. Jennifer. You got to stay hydrated. Yeah. We should bring you, but we should have bottles of water here. <laughs> For, for, for our, can, our I'll guests. stop you right there. You're yeah. already shitting all over yourself is what we talk about in the <laughs> sessions. So I'm loving the opportunity to call the shitting all over yourself. <laughs> That's how we get in trouble. Nice. Okay. Awesome. Yep. Yep. So we are at Impact Education Conference. Tell us, um, actually, first tell us a little bit about yourself and yeah. a, bit, a bit about your group. Yeah. So um, my area of expertise is teacher well-being, teacher mental and emotional health. I've been a teacher for 24 years, um, K-8 certified, middle school primarily. And then I'm also a mom of a sixth grader and twin fifth graders. Mm. So I'll say that again. Mm. (laughs) A sixth grader and twin fifth graders, all girls. Wow. Um, So, right. So when I talk to teachers about well-being in terms of like, what is the research saying about, we know a lot about stress and burnout. Like we know a ton. So my area of expertise is, well, what do we do about it? So being also a mindfulness and meditation teacher, which, and a yoga teacher, which became paramount after my three kids were born. Mm. And I had three babies under the age of one at the same time. Wow. Oh my God. Um, when I talk to teachers, also having been a middle school teacher, and I say, right, kids come to my classroom saying they hate me to my face and they're middle schoolers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I know what that's like to say, Kids will tell you one thing, but then those kids who always resisted me and would say, you know, Mrs. You know, Cliff, I, I hate you. It's like, okay, it's so amazing that they're trusting me to be that vulnerable with me. And those kids are always the ones at the end of the school year lingering around my classroom. Mm-hmm. Those kids are the ones, because I didn't take what they said personally. So they would come to me and they'd say something, but what I was learning and training myself to do is to not react to their reactions and also know what, you know, that that's just how they're feeling and they're safe to tell me. Yes. Um, so that that's where my expertise in terms of teacher stress lies in just being an educator for almost a quarter of a century. But then it was really when I became a mom that life got beyond my capacity. And so when I tell teachers that I have my dissertate, my doctorate and my dissertation is in the origins of well-being using neuroscience and mindfulness and yoga practices as our base. Mm. I also am very real to say, look, I had postpartum depression, right? I know what it's like to make that phone call when you've got three babies and make that call to your mom that says, I won't hurt the children, 
but I'm not so sure about myself yeah. and really mean yeah. it. So when I say, when I'm going to talk to you today about burnout and the opposite or the antidote, which is what I'm presenting at here in the session, the burnout antidote, as well as how when we take care of our social and emotional well-being, it's actually of service to the people we love most. Yes. It's very real because I've done research, not only in well-being, but I did a ton of research in not being well mm. because of the stressors and the traumas. And I was living it. And so I feel like what I ended up doing the way I survived those four years of when the girls were really little, because I also stopped teaching and I was in my first year of graduate work, um, getting my PhD and I left the teaching field because I, I had to. Somebody was always crying at my house, including me, (laughs) and no one was sleeping ever. So also when I was away from the profession for any amount of time, because I like to tell my teachers, you're getting like 40 plus years of experience because I started teaching when I was four in my mom's basement in her heels, Mm. right? When I left teaching, like the universe was off kilter. So that the other thing I talk to, to teachers about who are also parents, I often say, you know, your calling to be a teacher is so profound and heart centered and, and you ooze compassion and kindness and generosity. It's just who you are when that gets muffled or cut off because of the institutional demands that are really impersonal, mm. it's called mm-hmm. moral injury. It's it's like a psychic soul wound to your spirit and it hurts and it doesn't go away and it's a big deal. And so people, that really resonates with with people. And I, I just, I, I unfortunately or fortunately, however one wanted to look at it, I would say fortunately because the curriculum I present is a, a byproduct of um, the stress and struggle that I had when I was home with three kids and um, and was working through postpartum depression and anxiety. When I used mindfulness and yoga to really help me center myself, the profound physiological and mental impact was like almost a little like, is could this be true? It could mm. be this, not that it's easy, but it, it's a simple practice. And then just day by day, I practiced more and more deliberately and stuff starts to turn around. Mm. And then the body, and we know from the neuroscience, what, what fires together, wires together. And so people who actually train their minds to pay attention to their bodies and their emotions and take time for themselves, the brain then starts to like build those neural pathways and you start over time to become healthier and more self-regulatory and you, you don't shit all over yourself as much. Mm-hmm. And when you do shit all over yourself, you realizing you're <laughs> shitting all over yourself. And then you practice this thing called self-compassion, which is like, mm. holy cow, I have three babies under the age of one and I'm dying here, but I'm doing it. Yes. I'm showing up every moment, right? Yes. And this is more than I can handle. But I'm here. This is like oh, yeah. 10 episodes of content to unpack. Yeah, actually, I mean, <laughs> oh boy. I, off air, I feeling? was actually talking to you about something that I think, of course, Mike and I can relate to, but I think anybody in any capacity, but especially educators can, can relate to this. And that's the concept of waking up in the morning and immediately going to that space of the racing mind, mm-hmm. which, oh my is, God. which is the thing of, story in my life. of just going through and waking up and saying, what are all the things yeah. that I need to do? Like already, I, I'm already past due. I, it's not even what I need to do right now. I should have done all this yesterday. And you wake up with this anxiety and, and it fills your day or starts your day off in that kind of ugly space. Mm-hmm. And as I was speaking to you, I felt uh, your response to that question was super powerful. So as we wake up in the mornings and we're educators and we have, I mean, this laundry list of things that yeah. have to do with both our jobs, but then our families, as you just mm-hmm. described, mm-hmm. Uh, and then everything else that's 
just in the world itself, what are some things that we can do to, like you said, better take care of ourselves? Really practical strategies. So again, this all comes back to really simple things. It's simple, but complex, right? Um, it's not complicated. It just takes practice. So I often say, right, like, like if I'm, I, I'm a self-professed like disasterizer worrier because I've trained it in my body because when I come to things and I worry, I'm just hardwiring more worry. So it becomes more conditioned. Well, we know from the neuroscience, um, Dr. Rick Hansen talks about hardwiring happiness. He says, we can do the same though in opposite. So if we're waking up in the morning and the first thing running through our heads is, and Brene Brown talks about this too, right? We wear fatigue as a badge of honor and we wake up already in a scarcity mentality, which is like, we're already behind and we mm. haven't literally even opened our eyes. Am I right? Like yes. we talked about how yeah, our still... eyes aren't even open, but we're in that really beautiful, vulnerable state of coming out of unconsciousness into consciousness. And it's also, it's a beautiful moment to set the stage for your day in a way that feels good to you because we forget we're in control of our lives. <laughs> we forget Long that our voice. lives are our lives, right? Okay. So stay with me here, right? But it, it, it takes practice to yeah. then in that moment, it's self-awareness of first of all, what you're doing. Okay. I'm worrying. Okay. I'm already behind. Okay. I'm shooting all over myself for something that's already from yesterday that's in the past. Exactly. And I'm already behind because I've just gone through my to-do list and I'm already feeling behind. So now I'm lying here in bed I have not even opened my eyes and my body is in a reaction stress state and yeah. my body is coursing cortisol through my system because my body doesn't know that my mind is just kind of wigging out. My body reads it because the mind and the body are so interconnected. My body reads it as real. Mm -hmm. And so it's that first step is that self-awareness of that I'm doing that. And I often do the, there I go again, right there. I go like, I just, I, I make it almost like a game to like catch myself, like an, I spy, like I spy all the moments that I'm going to disasterize my day. I spy all the moments that I'm going to right. So th that's the first step is self-awareness. The second step is then just taking all of your attention right now into the, into the moment and into the body, because when we go to those anxious states, our mind is actually like in the future mm -hmm. or in the past. Totally. And whenever your mind is in the future or the past, it's always going to be anxious because it has no control there. It has no control from the past. It also has no control of the future. So when you bring it and you're lying in bed, like we had talked about, doing just, just a nice little body scan, top of the head to the tips of the toes. You don't need somebody to like guide you through, but I do have some body scans online if you want them. Okay. <laughs> the calm, um, calm, yeah, app. calm app is amazing. Mm -hmm. yeah. But really, you don't even, you don't, that stuff is wonderful. You don't even need it though. It's just like, how is my head feeling? Wow, this bed feels soft. We were talking if you have like a partner, it's so nice to have an, a, a person I love lying next to me, or maybe there's a dog dog, right? Lying next to you mm. or your kids have climbed into bed with you and you're just pausing the speed of life to like absorb in what's going well and what feels good and actually feeling it though. That's what I tell teachers. No, you got to feel it mm -hmm. for your body to remember it. You have to feel it. Mm -hmm. So let it perseverate, like actually perseverate in that positive. And so it's feeling the calm and then it's reminding yourself too. okay, yep, there are things today that I do got to knock out. And there might be like a meeting or a conference or a parent or an interaction with a student that I'm not looking forward to. But then I just in that moment, I remind myself that I've survived all of those moments in the hardest parent meetings when I've actually had to call the principal to come help me because I'm scared to be in a room and alone with that. Right. Mm -hmm. I managed it yeah. and I was great. And so then I just remind my mind like it's OK. 
Like, we'll be able to do this. And then I wait. I was telling you about like this 12 second challenge, I call it. When I'm ready to bound out of bed because I'm feeling behind and anxious and I got to get the kids up, I wait for 12 seconds. And I force myself for just 12 seconds to lay there just 12 seconds longer. Because you'd be amazed at how long 12 simple seconds can feel when you're fully in it. And then all of a sudden that has just changed the trajectory for my thoughts for that day, the trajectory for my emotions, and then that changes what I do and how I behave. And it's a practice though, right? Yes. But it it does become you over time the more you practice that. This stuff does take practice too. It does. Like, Mm -hmm. um, so my wife who's absolutely listening right now, will will uh, want me to to talk about the calm that she uses the calm app every Some night and she's proud good. of her streak good uh, yeah teachers love that yeah, yeah they like to see the little stickers what streak is she on what how many how many nights in, in a row in the 80s or 90s wow yeah okay very very happy <laughs> and i i you know as her husband mm-hmm. i think it's had a positive effect on her in the sense that i i do feel like um especially ironically at the end of the day I think because she's um, ended her nights with this before she goes to bed, uh, I, I, I think that her she, it's more level, yep. right? Her 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 days don't get away from her so much, um, and I think that I've no, I notice a difference, um, and and I think that um, I've tried to do it myself, and it absolutely takes practice, mm-hmm. being pausing, stopping, and I'm not good at this. I'm not good at the stopping and the pausing and the 12 seconds would kill me. And, um, but I'm totally going to try it like yep. tomorrow morning. Yep. <laughs> um, cause I think it's really interesting. There was something else that you had shared too, about when you wake up in the morning and I've heard this in, in other aspects, other mm-hmm. groups, let's, mm-hmm. let's just call it that, where you wake up and you, take a step away from that kind of anxious feeling and you do the body check like you were just describing, Mm -hmm. but then you also introspectively uh, have some gratitude about like all of the things that you've actually been gifted in life Mm -hmm. and, Mm -hmm. and really taking a pause to go through those things first before Mm -hmm. you go to that other space, the thing, the to-do list, let's Mm -hmm. call it Mm -hmm. the, the daily tasks. Um, And if you could start your day with that, that really uh, hit home with me where you're like, okay, I have this beautiful family, I have these opportunities, uh, jobs, and and just warm bed, it, warm bed and, right? and food and whatever mm-hmm. else it might be, even mm-hmm. to the most basic things that we take for granted. And if you start with that, it feels like it's hard to then immediately turn yourself into this, mm-hmm. like uh, what I uh, you know could only describe as being like a gremlin um, and and. A, live in that space throughout the entire day. Yeah, there is research. Um, um, the researcher's name, last name is Chan, and he did a research on teacher gratitude practices and teachers who practiced in earnest and intentionally gratitude each day. They can You can even do it with your kids in your small groups, right, or in your, in your circle, um, that it reduced burnout, it increased hope and positivity, right? It allowed them to just really when the stressors came their way, they didn't. the stressor didn't hit them because they weren't operating from a place of depletion. And the reason why gratitude is so profound is what I often say to teachers is, because usually I'm, I'm doing this work while teachers are sitting at their schools, and I say, you're getting paid right now 
to sit here and breathe and mm. learn about well-being. Mm. You are in a school with a principal who respects you that they're investing time and money Very in true. this. And then I also say, like, so when you're lying in bed, I want you to think about the day you've just realized you got this job and how excited you were. It's true. Right? Yes. Like, r- remind yourself what a gift it is to have the pain in the butt meeting you've got to go to in, in like three hours because there was a day when you didn't have this job and you really wanted it badly. Yeah. yeah. Right. And so it's, it's just, it's a reorientation of our thinking because it shows us that we have the power to do that. And when stress corrodes and we get so overwhelmed, we forget that we have the power of where we direct our most powerful asset. And that's our, our thoughts. Yes. And the other thing too, is like, I read the biggest, like, drop that I give in my sessions. I shouldn't probably say it now because I want there to be mystery for when people come to my sessions is I'm about to show a slide. And before I show it, I'm like, okay, before I show this, y'all got to be ready because after you see this slide, there's no going back. Like it's going to change everything. Okay. That's it. Are you ready? Yes. I want to know what's on it. Because once you see this slide, you can't not see what you're going to see. And therefore you can't, like your consciousness is going to be blown and expanded. And everyone's like, shut up already. Get to the slide. (laughs) And so this ties back to the gratitude thing. And when I put the slide on, all it says is thoughts are just things. On Education is brought to you by Fidgets. Fidgets are interactive USB sensors that support all major programming languages that make physical computing easy. Fidgets keep the emphasis on coding while increasing student engagement. And the best part is that you can get started for free right now. Simply go to bit.ly slash fidgets on education to get your introductory kit that includes a free sensor worth over $50. That's bit.ly slash fidgets on education. And one time I showed that at a session, an older, older teacher, right, who's been in the field, she said for 34 years, she actually got tears in her eyes. And she goes, I can't believe I'm just learning that now. And so what I say is, just because you think a thought doesn't mean you have to believe it. Or like buy into it. We get get a choice as to what thoughts we give our energy. So the reason why gratitude is so powerful, it's because you deliberately choosing a thought to buy into and believe that feels amazing. And your body, just like when you get stressed and your body gets tight, your body is equally paying attention to when you have gracious gratitude-based thoughts because then the body's physiological system softens and opens. And so gratitude is actually simply the act of paying attention in the present moment of the desires that you love being met. Let me say that again. Gratitude is the act of, in the present moment, paying tribute to the desires that are important to you that are already being met. Totally. And then that changes everything. Like, yeah, okay, I do have a job. There are lots of people without a purpose and a passion. I have mine. Granted, mine brings me a lot of stress, which Mm. I say are up, you know. But the point is, is lots of people are, are roaming the planet without a purpose and you have one. And look around the room. We are your tribe. Mm. And you're not alone. And so, yeah, that that daily gratitude practice, both like your wife's practice before night, um, right? I, I often say to teachers, find those witching hours for you that for you, you know. Some teachers will often say it's the commute to and after school, right? The witching hours for when your mind turns on you the most. Wow. Okay? Yes. Find, identify them. And te- it tends to be, again, that morning right before you open your eyes or right before bed because you're chronicling everything you didn't get done on your to-do list that was already too long for anybody, right? 
um, the before or the after school commute. And then you need to plan for in those moments what you're going to do that's going to feel good to you. Because then that changes, that's self-care. Like that changes the tide of everything. So if you're a teacher out there and, mm-hmm. and you have these moments of these witching hours that you know, yeah. for example, I was also describing to you like right after school, yeah. I still feel like I'm, I want to rate like kind of have this racing mentality. And then I do that to my family then. Yeah. So I, Take it, home. it has this effect where you're like, you're in this mode. It's this work mode mm-hmm. and it shouldn't be that. It should be like, Oh, everything's fine there. That's happening at work. I'm not at work anymore. I'm doing, you know, yeah. we're here all together. Mm-hmm. Appreciate that. What kind of things can we do? Mm-hmm. Like I, the 12 second thing actually is going to be, I believe very effective for me to just kind of take that time. What other types of things would you say when you are in those moments or you know yeah. those moments come up as far as on a daily basis? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had talked about the 12 second thing as like when you get home, um, it's cold in Minnesota. So I, I warned you against driving into your into your garage with the car on and sitting for 12 seconds because, mm, you know, be careful. Be we were not promoting that. But what we are saying is this. Maybe after you leave school and you're still in the parking lot of your school parking lot and you turn your car on and you're waiting for it to warm up because you don't want to ruin the engine, right? Just take those 12 seconds to just breathe through and first of all, recount what went well that day. No, what what impact did I make today that was completely invisible, but I saw it, mm. right? Because if you don't do that, no one's doing that for you. That mm-hmm. that's your that like right. That's your job to do. Yes. And then you breathe, and then you and then you make the intention though to then move forward from now. Like I did that. Now I'm done. Um, I gave all I could give, and now I'm going to go home, and I'm going to be present here. So there, don't underestimate the power of just that intention of that breath, and then setting that intention. Like I'm going to when I pull away, all of these issues stay here. Know that while I'm saying all of that. Um, and listeners as well. It may sound as if I'm conveying that that's easy. It's not. It's not easy. Because the thing is about teachers, and this is what I say about burnout, the only teachers who burn out are the ones who are actually burning. Meaning, if if you're lamenting or like there's that teacher in your staff meeting who is just like the naysayer and who's crusty and burnt out, I, I ask you to reframe it and say, at one point in time, that teacher, before the stress took its toll, was incredibly dynamic, was incredibly burning, is probably one of the kindest, most compassionate teachers at this table. But the stress corrodes and alters, right? And it, it, it like it like morphs that, that thing that is such a, it does. And so, and so what we're, we're reminding ourselves to do is that while this work is not easy, it's within our control if we want it. The other tip I gave today, and I'm doing another burnout session, the burnout antidote, and then energized teachers elevated teaching on Tuesday. Um, but so this is just a little like spoiler alert possibly, but we get our bodies up in my, my sessions. We move quite a bit. We do some yoga poses. We do some fun, you know, move our bodies. Awesome. And at one point I put on Janet Jackson's control and mm-hmm. people weren't expecting it. And I started to, to bless and we started to move to Janet Jackson and people were like, their hips were moving in ways that they were like not thinking at 9am at a conference on Sunday, <laughs> their hips were going to move. <laughs> hips were gonna move. Mm-hmm. And then, so my advice was this, 
music is healing and therapeutic. It will help take your mind off your troubles. Yeah. And so what I say to teachers is get, I call it, if you don't, a badass playlist. Sure. If you don't mind me saying. Like, you said shit. I, That's right. Did I already say shit? You said yeah. multiple times. Well, you said stop shitting on yourself. I said should. Shooting on yourself. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I just said shit then. <laughs> we both did. It's all okay. right. Okay. Again, we're real, yes. right? Yeah. I find that teachers really respect the realness, yeah. right? We don't it's mean totally to ever real. offend, but yeah. like people kind of relax when they're like, oh, okay, okay. now we're really okay. being real. Yeah. But I say get a playlist yeah. that you play before school and get a playlist that you play after school mm. that then helps you remember who you are. It's a good idea. Energized. And so then we went around the room and had people share what was going to be on their playlist. That's so, that's, I mean, yeah, gosh. I know, it's, right? It seems it's like simple. so easy, but it's really not. We just forget. Uh, just, we yeah. just forget. And we forget a lot of things. I mean, as far as all of the positive things. Stress does that. That thing, it, it just like. Stress covers yep, it up. It covers it all up. And, mm-hmm. and then it's easy to live in those, in that negativity and and then that ends up having repercussions in all kinds of different ways um so yeah no man telling you therapy what's on your playlist what's on your playlist (laughs) yeah what'll be on your playlist after school to leave it all there what's on your playlist I don't. I listen to podcasts now. Yeah, you need some music, though. That's what we're saying. Like music something that will healing. help you to yeah, to remember feel good, those. Energized, calm, yeah. however you want to feel. You can have multiple playlists too. That sounds I'm, nice. I'm thinking about like free falling, Tom Petty. <sighs> mm. See, doesn't that feel good already? <laughs> yep. Yeah, I'm thinking about some songs that would just get you, just in, make you feel that good, good feeling, or whether it be from a memory in the past yep. or whatever, maybe or a a a way you felt at a certain moment in the past that was like really positive, you know, kind of pulling those types of things. Yeah. Well, since we know we teach who we are, that's Parker Palmer, not me, but we teach who we are. I often like recommend that teachers keep getting back to you. Meaning when you hear a song that you're just like, yeah, that's my jam. This is like, so (laughs) me, right? Like yesterday I was listening to the radio and Metallica, nothing else matters comes Mm -hmm. on. And I'm like, this is a good song. (laughs) I am putting this on my playlist. It's quite beautiful. If you listen to the lyrics of it, right? But it called up like moments from like high school for me, right? Like, not that I was listening to a lot of like Metallica at that time. I shouldn't, you know. (laughs) But yes, you were. (laughs) Maybe I was. (laughs) Whatever. It's cool. But I'm just saying, like, there's something about music that puts us in a different place, and we just need. We can be intentional about creating a playlist that that jazzes us up. Mm-hmm. gets us motivated, gets us feeling good. And teachers can bring cla- like like their music into the classroom as well. Totally. I mean, we've got to, right? Like help kids to see that this is that this is like um really again healthy and healing and energizing and then music can be incredibly calming yeah. and softening and um, it just it it helps us break up that addiction to the thinking and the doing, sure. which yeah. is so um it's just so part of the institution of teaching um, just because there's so much to attend to and it's just also part of our culture. Mm. So we forget unless we make it our priority that 
um, we've acclimated to the busyness Mm -hmm. and it's not because it's our natural state and it's not because we can't slow down. Mm -hmm. Right. It's just because we've acclimated to our surroundings and we almost need to be like mental and emotional deviants. We need to push back Mm -hmm. right on like staying and grading papers till 10 PM at night and thinking that that's what good teachers do. We have to push back on not taking our mental health days or not taking our vacation days because especially new teachers will say this. Well, Jen, I just, I feel like if I'm not putting in 70 hours a week, people are looking at me like I'm not doing enough. And I'm like, well, let them, yeah. let mm-hmm. them shit all over you. Exactly. You don't need to, you actually know different and better that you know what your limits and boundaries are. And that when you take care of yourself, it's actually of service. Yes. Right. And so we have to be, we have to be deviant with our well being because our culture is saying the opposite, but Amazing. it's not working for us. We're, we're drinking a lot. We're, we're depressed. We're anxious. We're overwhelmed. And it's hurting our bodies, so we gotta we gotta do we something. Gotta can can yeah. you come back another time? Yes, and but talk more because I think that this is this is absolutely something that we need to talk about more. Yeah, uh, yeah. with a lot of people. Um, Jen, how can people connect with you? Get mm-hmm. to know you. Learn more about what you do, connect with you on Twitter, social, or whatever. Great. Yeah. So, um, www.presentwellbeing, or excuse me, let me restate that. It's present teacher. So, it's www.presentteacher.com. Um, if you go to that website, what it will have on it will be all of those free meditations um, for you to play with and try. There'll also be some statistics on teacher stress. Um, there's also some resources on like the top four things that every teacher should be doing to be mentally and emotionally well. Um, so there's some there's some freebies. The blog is getting up and running. Then if if you're hearing this and you're thinking that this is something that your school would really vibe on or that you want to tell your administrator about, mm-hmm. so I, I come to schools and I do PD sessions during you know after school awesome. or before school or during the day. You know, share www.presentteacher.com with your administrators because then there's links for how to bring this work to your school as well as then the core topics that we talk about um and so that's that's the best way to to really access this work Mm -hmm. Uh, jennifer clifton thanks for joining us thank you thank you for inviting me too thanks for listening to on education my name is glenn Irvin. my co-host is mike washburn on education is part of the on podcast media network you can listen to this show and many others by great educators like monica burns mike matera tisha richmond and many more by visiting onpodcastmedia.com want to get in touch with us check out our website at oneducationpodcast.com you can tweet us at oneducationpod mike is at mr washburn on twitter and i can be found on twitter at irv spanish you can find us on facebook by visiting facebook.com slash oneducationpod we're also on instagram at oneducationpod if you're enjoying the show and think others would too we would be thrilled if you shared it with them Please leave us a rating or review in Apple Podcasts or the Google Play Store. When you leave a rating, it gives our rankings a boost. This helps others discover the show. We want to thank our presenting sponsor, Classcraft, for supporting us. Check out classcraft.com slash oneducation to learn more about them. Thanks as always for listening. Stay awesome and see you soon.